0: Wednesday, November 4th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by our columnist Terry Pluto today. Uh, Hoinsie's on vacation. Terry's stepping in. And and always a pleasure to have you uh, jump in and help us out here on the podcast. Terry, good to talk to you. Uh, We've got news. Uh, Last night, Roberto Perez and Cesar Hernandez named gold glove winners in the American League. Uh, Not much of a surprise that that Perez was able to, to pick up his second consecutive award, but uh, Cesar Hernandez, uh, I think, uh, you know, I guess based on the competition, you look at it and you say, you know, Danny Mendick, uh, Jonathan Scope, probably not the, the the elite defenders that you would think of. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cesar Hernandez in his first year coming over to the American League uh, really sort of uh, got gave the Indians everything they were looking for.
1: Right. I, I was going to ask you if you thought uh, Hernandez was a golden glove or you know, whatever caliber defensive second baseman, because I thought he was good, but, you know, he did not remind me of Robbie Alomar or some of these other people that played over there. It's not to diminish who he is, but, you know, when I think, and, and you said these were all picked by uh, computer metrics, huh?
0: Right. Yeah. This year, the, the Rawlings Gold Glove was entirely done by the uh, Sabre defensive index. Uh, Mm -hmm. and and, and not usually there's the the component of the Sabre uh, defensive index uh, but it's also a a component of voting from managers and coaches as well well since not all the managers and coaches saw everybody right you you pretty much only saw who was in your region uh, you know central uh, east Mm -hmm. and west uh, they didn't use a managing managers vote because that would be sort of a popularity contest again yeah and they didn't want to go that way so I mean
1: everybody's trying to make it I just kind of wondered I uh, I don't have a real strong opinion, I because I didn't see the other second baseman or whatever. i was just kind of basic, kind of historical perspective. You know, in terms of Perez, you know, Perez is throwing is elite, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't see. I know, like the year before, he didn't have a pass
0: ball. I don't know if that was the case this year. Continue to streak 120, I think 126 errorless games, and 158 with no pass balls. When you look at a guy that has such, it throws out so many guys. First of
1: all, you know, it stops the running game. But secondly, when they, they're willing to really make that good throw to throw a guy out, you do risk throwing it away. Because mm-hmm. if you watch some of these catch, catchers, sometimes they're just making that throw to get it down to second base. Uh, it isn't necessarily that I really got a chance to nail him. I just want to get the ball down there. And so I say I did my job. But, you know, Perez was always going out after that. And I, that's why I wrote before that they were going to pick up his option. And, and that's why they did. And they, they have all that framing stuff that uh, I, don't, I don't know enough about to, to rate. But just when you watch him catching and nothing gets by him and he throws people out, uh, that, you don't need metrics to say that's really good.
0: Right. It, it, really, two things about Perez. I think uh, you mentioned the throwing. We saw in the 17 games that he missed or however many games yeah. he missed uh, this season, we saw Sandy Leon throw the ball into the outfield pretty consistently. And it was just never an issue with, with Perez. You, you, you would never expect to see a, a throw like that out of mm-hmm. Burrow Perez. Uh, the other thing is the way that I want that to ask ha- you, too, it's, long, it's not as do with the awards, but
1: where do you think Hedges is in all this?
0: Uh, he's, he's about, what, $3 million on his mm-hmm. arbitration uh, this year. Uh, that, from the minute they attached him in the, the trade, I, I, I really questioned it. I thought, boy, this is a bad sign, uh, you know, for Roberto. If they're, they if if they're two and a half million dollars apart, and they're going to go with Hedges because, you know, he's got kind of a defensive reputation as well. Uh, I don't know. I, I are mm-hmm. you going to pay eight million dollars for your catchers uh, this year, including one that's going to sit on the bench? I, I don't think Hedges is on the team this year. It, it's possible they non-tender him.
1: I mean, that's what I was sort of wondering. I was told that they had to take him basically in this trade um, (laughs) because uh, San Diego, I believe it picked up two catchers. Right. And so it was just one of those, like, we're we're giving you a bunch of these prospects that you want um, and not necessarily just Naylor, but uh, the pitcher whose name I forgot, uh, Uh, Mandillo or something like that. uh, Cantillo, Joey Cantillo. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> In that deal, but Canteo, they really, really wanted him big time. And I think that was one of those, okay, you want Cantillo and you're going to get uh, Arias, who, you know, is a young, brilliant uh, defender. Um, You've got to take Hedges because, look, we just got these other catchers. You know, we'd like to get him off the payroll. He's not going to play. Uh, I mean, the interesting thing there is if he – is that uh, – remember they, they traded for maheo way back when in the hand right. deal because they won't thought he was going to be their catcher uh, they had hedges but they thought well you know get a guy in there that could hit a little bit or I'm sorry hit quite a bit and catch a little bit and it turned out to be he just hasn't really hit for them at all mm-hmm. and they've realized what the indians did that he just is not a good catcher at all right so but yeah but i am just was kind of wondering about hedges I don't think they're just going to let him walk, but who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, he did hit 17 home runs. I believe 2018, he hit 17 home runs. Right. There's, there's something there, but it's, it, you're not going to get that out of your, if he's going to be. He your missed on pitches catcher. by two and three feet. He just yeah. did. It's
1: like he swung in one spot. If the ball was there, he hit it. But otherwise.
0: Um, yeah. He, he really does, does come across as sort of a, a three true outcomes uh, sort of guy at the plate. So where you know, I think to, to be fair to Roberto on his hitting,
1: um, that shoulder was an issue right and i do think um he'll go back to maybe not hitting 20 some homers like he did but it's not going to be like what we watched this year there was just so much strange stuff in baseball joe when you right. look me right before we came on i said oscar Mikado i forgot whether they batted 123 or 129 but there is no difference there
0: no no he had, and, and, and... He had
1: 86 plate appearances he had a double and a homer, and that was his only extra base. That's 80-some
0: plate appearances. And, and, well, that, that indicates that they, they at least gave him a chance to, to sort right. of work through something. But in a 60-game season, you, you've got to play who's, who's giving you, you know, some sort of output, uh, I, I would agree there. Uh, just to get back to, to Roberto Perez real quickly, mm-hmm. uh, he, he did mention I – th- I think there's, there's got to be a, a chart on Chris Antonetti's wall somewhere in his office – uh, a cost-benefit analysis about yeah. that $5.5 million, where he looks at it and says, look at what Roberto Perez does in terms of his pitch calling and his pitch blocking for mm-hmm. this young pitching staff. Uh, a guy like Shane Bieber developed this this knockout curveball in the offseason. Yeah. He, he has, you know, two, two different variations on his curveball right now, but one that he can spike into the dirt, and he can do that with no fear, Mm -hmm. Uh, Of Roberto Perez not blocking that ball every time and Perez has actually talked about you know the the time that he puts in learning the the individual pitchers like Bieber like Plesak like Mm Savali and their tendencies and even where their pitches break so that he's better prepared to block those pitches when he calls them Uh, that's the kind of attention to detail that I think you're getting for the 5.5 million that you picked up And, you know, that's what makes him the the leader that he is in the clubhouse. So... uh, here's
1: another key point, Joe, that we... Because, basically, we're Anglos here. You know, we don't think in those terms. But Roberto being bilingual mm -hmm. is such an asset for a catcher. And especially when you have, you know, they'll have more Latino pitchers coming. Uh, Sandy Alomar had the same advantage when he caught. And that part of what helps your leadership ability is if you could lead in two languages. Um, I mean, I'm very serious on this because I've had some talks with Indians front office people whatever that is. I mean, John Hart used to talk about that, about Sandy, you know, had that and it goes all the way through. So that's part of the reason too, with Roberto. Um, and I also think, as you said, if you're, it's almost like if you want to say, you know, he's going to be a part of your offensive line to help these young pitchers, you know, mm-hmm. what he does there. And it's like you want to make sure that that guy behind the plate, because you're going to rely heavily on pitchers and try to one three to two all the time. Uh, you don't want to go back to the guy that uh, uh, isn't going to give you uh,
0: elite performance. Well, that's that, That's a really good analogy. He's like a, a, a really good offensive line for a rookie quarterback. The, yeah. the, the rookie quarterback's best friend is a, a good offensive line and a strong running game. Yeah, a
1: good center, a good left tackle, something like that that he can yeah. rely on.
0: Exactly. And, and he's well, probably the two rolled into one. Well, yeah. So uh, the, the award comes out last night. We've got Perez winning. Uh, we've got Cesar Hernandez winning for the Indians. Uh, Hernandez, like you mentioned, uh, Roberto Almar. He's the first second baseman for the Indians to win the Gold Glove since 2001. Uh, Robbie Alomar, mm-hmm. uh, I believe Robbie and Omar won uh, both both won that year.
1: So they were unbelievable um, together because um, you know I, I saw a lot of those games and that to watch them play. And if you look at a couple of the seasons Robbie had at the plate, uh, they were some. If you roll in the defense with what I keep hit like 320 some and 20 some homers and that overall was some of the best. Seasons, one or two of them, that like any Indians player had. Period. Right. Because of when you put in the elite defense.
0: Well, uh, the, the the WAR statistic would would back that up. I think he's in uh, among the top five. It never really you know, was in, in WAR one, yeah. uh, single season WAR for mm-hmm. the Indians. Uh, but the other guy that, that is way up there now, uh, or is joining him, is is Jose Ramirez. Uh, mm-hmm. Also uh, announced on Monday, Jose Ramirez a candidate for MVP. Uh, those awards will be announced next week, uh, along with when Shane Bieber is sort of coronated as the Cy Young winner. That's that's a no-brainer, not even worth talking about. But uh, the only yeah, question that, here is, is, is unanimous is or not. Is Bauer
1: unanimous. supposed to win in the National League?
0: That's exactly right, Trevor Bauer, the the favorite. I think that'll be a closer race between uh, Bauer and you Darvish. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's potential that guys who were both on the Indians staff in in 2018 and 2019 are, are, are going to be um
1: yeah i've Bayern gotten winners. a couple of emails from fans that say well the indians should have kept bauer and kind of ridden it out well
0: fine you'd have ridden it out he'd have ridden right out of town um well, and and he would have cost you 20 million dollars uh, this past season so, exactly but even even if the,
1: you had kept him then you wouldn't have the ask now we'll see how Reyes turns out and um, I think Scott Moss, they, they like they got him in that deal. They do like him. Uh, I don't know. Logan Allen, I guess they're still trying to figure out something with his motion or I don't know mm-hmm. something. He has mechanical issues. Like I do <laughs> when I'm trying to work my computer. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see how it all works out, but he w- he was going to be gone. And you know, if you think about it, Joe, all right. So they had another elite pitcher. Um, I mean, maybe he starts the opening game and pitches like he did, and they, maybe they beat the Yankees in the opener. Um, but the same issues, I think, that sunk him against the Yankees probably would have caught him anyway.
0: Yeah, the, the, the issues are offensive. The issues are the outfield. The issues are no production there. Uh, you know, you had, you had Jose Ramirez, you know, playing his tail off in the, in mm-hmm. the end of the season and, and into the playoffs. I think his, his last 11 hits of the regular season went for extra bases. Right? Exactly! Wow. He, he can, I think it was something like his last 14 hits overall. I think he, he only had extra base hits in the playoffs as well, but uh, you got zero production. Like you mentioned Mercado. Uh, there was, there was a huge drop-off when you got to the outfield uh, and, and just really where are the prospects right now? what, what how can you cobble together three guys to, to go out there and, and sort of make an outfield work for the Indians this, this upcoming season. I mean,
1: because of his two playoff games against Josh Naylor,
0: all of a sudden he's going to be probably coronate it for left
1: field unless they go get somebody else. Well, I don't unless, think
0: he's, unless he's got to play first base, right? Yeah.
1: I think they'd rather put him in the out. What is this one? I think they think they have a better shot at finding a first base when they do an outfielder. <laughs> I mean, cool. really, they – You know, if you want to try Bobby Bradley, I mean, I don't know if this would happen. Would Carlos come back here on one of those Jason Kipnis make good contracts?
0: It's going to have to be something. uh, I don't think he's going to find – It can be pretty
1: cold out there for Santana.
0: Yeah, well, especially in – we've seen Santana – we've seen April Carlos Santana.
1: No, I mean, uh, I mean, the market for that phone not ringing.
0: Well, and we've seen also uh, the reason why Jimmy is because Buffett in April, song. he doesn't hit. Yes. He doesn't
1: either. There's an old Jimmy Buffett song, you know, if, if the phone doesn't ring, it's me. And and that's probably what is going to happen. I mean, got bad at 199 or whatever. I mean, I don't know if I bring him back or not. And I love Santana, but he, he looked like he went from like 33 years old to 43.
0: It would have to be an extremely team-friendly friend, deal uh, for him to, to come back. Plus, you, you've got – I hate to even say it. You've got Jake Bowers. You, you don't know yep. what you're going to do with him. Is he an yep. outfielder? Is he he's, – mm-hmm. he's, he's probably best with the glove at first base. Mm-hmm. He's probably your best defensive first baseman in, in the organization yep. right now. And, and what are you going to do with Nolan Jones? You're not moving – you've already said – Antonetti has already said they're not moving – ramirez again he's not going anywhere he's a third baseman and that's where he's staying so you're not plugging a a hole at second base with ramirez and moving jones over to third you gotta you're gonna play jones at first base you're gonna play him in right field is that something you're gonna do i mean maybe i mean right now i think we're gonna see a lot of experiments
1: but um i don't think they want to open the season with jones on on the roster i mean i've gotten all right you've been hearing the same stuff so that that gives them a month or two in Columbus or whatever.
0: Right. I mean, He's never know, really played.
1: It's, it's another side I've been going down different side roads as we're talking. But, I mean, I was talking to somebody um, uh, who's you know, deals with the minor league things. If they're not going to have fans or they're only going to have 15 or 20% capacity, how do they play? They don't get TV money.
0: No, no. My, my, it, you're in a situation right now where – the, the minor league season is, is in a total question mark right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's in jeopardy of some sort, or they don't start till July, or who knows. Um, they These people don't really know what's going kind of on with the fact, you know, they're going to cut Mahoney Valley out of the contraction. But uh, were we're talking about wanting to get Nolan Jones going in April in Columbus, well, I mean, he might be in yeah. Eastlake again.
0: I don't know. Yeah, and that that's a, that's a possibility. They, they might do the alternate site thing again before they – do some sort of camp in, in June or July. The, the minor league season is uh, a huge question mark, and that's something we even asked Chris Antonetti, and yeah. he said there's, there's been no guidance from from Major League Baseball on it, so they're just going to proceed as, as usual, I guess. I mean,
1: you have a good point. Jose's going to play third. You don't know he's going to play short because they're going to trade Frankie. And by the way, he, he stumped, too, for the most part, you know, at the plate, especially down the stretch. Yep, because I, I forgot I did that thing like why why was he distracted and that and I had the last fifteen or twenty games it was not good was like two thirty or something.
0: Well, he and, wasn't Frankie good, but he was, you know, now, he was
1: defensively he was very good. Defensively right. he still was, and and I think he made only one error or something all year. Um,
0: yeah, I so, don't have the numbers on it, but it, it, but it sounds was, about it was right. Really,
1: it was better than I thought, Joe, when I went and started the, the piece and. And in terms of like where they rated him with uh, the, the metrics on uh, uh, Van Grass, he was like in
0: the top three. Right. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't a finalist for a Gold Glove. Uh, it remains to be seen if tonight he gets uh, consideration for the Wilson right. Defensive Player. But I guess what
1: I'm saying, but offensively, I don't know what what really went on with him. But he was he was just not a big help, and and so that's why when you're going, my goodness, how do you fill in, in in the lineup? Um, and also having someone to, you know, either batting before or after uh, Jose to, you know, to help in that case. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm curious to see. I think we're going to see a whole bunch of new players in here we may not know their names, real. But I just right. they're well,
0: going to be prospect hunting and signing and and, and part, you know, of gonna with,
1: part of that's going to
0: come with part of that's going to come with the non tender deadline as well. You might be able to pick up mm-hmm. uh, a guy or two a stopgap stop guy, but really just from a financial standpoint, the picture that was painted is, is so grim that it looks like, you know, they might just go with as many guys on minimum contracts as you can, as many mm-hmm. guys who are under team control as they can. You're, you're going to have, what, $23 million committed to uh, Carlos Carrasco, uh, Perez, and Ramirez. That's that That's about – And I
1: think they're trading Carrasco.
0: I, at, at the deadline, that will be the talk for sure. Yeah, or if
1: not before that, Joe, because um, if you want to get one of these kind of younger guys under control that get hit, um, you know, assuming Carlos' health holds, um, he is certainly a number three starter, say, on a really elite team or that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and when you were watching in the playoffs, some of these teams have trouble that got – Farther into the playoffs, getting three
0: three starters going, right. they how would much, love to have Carrasco. How much would your stomach turn at the sight of Carrasco in pinstripes? Because that's uh, that's where we're heading, right? That, yeah,
1: or, or somewhere going. like that. Um, I don't I don't know. I just yeah. I just keep thinking that's twelve million, I believe, for him, or ten million. I forgot which.
0: He, he's at twelve. I think uh, Ramirez is at nine, and. Uh, you've got the, the five-and-a-half for Roberto. Yeah, so. yeah so, the, so if
1: you're looking at it, I mean, frankly, as you and I, if you were, say, you know, Shapiro, if we were – not Shapiro. <laughs> I've been thinking actually about them making a trade with him uh, right. because he's got a bunch of young players. Right. And Carrasco going there is actually where I was thinking about that.
0: Um, because if, if, Bauer, if Bauer doesn't sign there first,
1: right? Yeah, well, that would be interesting. I just think Bauer's going to play them to go somewhere else.
0: I, where, uh, the, the question for me is Bauer has always said he's only signing one year deals. Is he going to go well, back on that change. now? That's yeah. got to change, right? Yeah. He's, well, he, he,
1: he, he fired the other agency he had. He has this lady who's his friend or whatever it is. It's a, it's a weird situation there.
0: But they're they're very big, friendly, yes.
1: Yeah. This big tweet about how, oh no, we've we re examined this and because somebody put out something about 3 years for 90 million and she came back with oh no 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 we would want more than that or
0: more years or more money everything both, both yeah well i of course the story uh, uh, Trevor Bauer put out and confirmed himself where he had a an agreement with his his buddies that he would get to, or his buddies would get to shoot him in a very sensitive area with a paintball gun if he ever signed more than a 1 year deal because his philosophy well, at the time was – Better wear some armor. So, Well, his philosophy at the time was to bet on himself and to yeah. get, you know, $35 million in one season and then go on and sign another $35 million contract the next year. So, who knows if, if that's yeah, still – that,
1: I will say this. I do think that right now with this environment, not just him, but many players who actually could get a pretty lucrative multi-year deal, they're going to grab it.
0: Right. Because the first one
1: that comes, yeah. Well, we just discussed here. We don't know how many people are going to be in the stands for this upcoming season. Secondly, Joe, all right, they open the gates. Baseball fans tend to be older. And, you know, go. you follow me. And this, you know, the virus stuff and all that. Right. Um, they're not going to just – it's one GM was telling me, so, okay, we know even if we open it, we don't know who's going to come. Right. Well, you,
0: and and they, they put out, a, the Indians put out a survey last year to, to gauge interest if, yeah. you know, if, if we're allowed to have fans back, would you be interested in coming back and uh, if these measures are taken and whatnot. So it'd be interesting to see what the what the demographics said if, if older folks said, you know, they would be willing to risk it or
1: um, Well, I mean, they all the Indians on TV, you know that the numbers come do. every year. They're a hit yep. TV
0: show. Well, I will, I'll, I'll make sure to let not let Andre know that uh, you know they're 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 doing well in the ratings. I'm sure he already knows. Yes. Uh, Terry, uh, we're we're about up on time. Uh, right. We, we up today, so uh, I really appreciate you you jumping in here. Uh, a lot of good stuff, and you know it, it's good to get uh, you know different perspectives uh, from uh, from everybody just on some of these things. Uh, uh, real interesting to see how the the awards continue to shake out, and you know as we get closer to Sort of,
1: who's supposed to win the
0: American League MVP? Who's supposed to win? I, I would say that Abreu's probably favored, yeah. but right now I think any one of those three candidates. Uh, who's
1: the third one? I forgot. Besides Lemahieu, 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 LeMahieu
0: in New York, so LeMahieu, yeah. you know, there's there's always there's always a New York guy in there, right? Yeah. So, so. But we'll uh, we'll find out next week, and uh, maybe we'll circle back with you and 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 debate whether or not uh, pitchers should be considered for the MVP, another one of our favorite topics. But uh, uh, short of that, we'll, uh, we'll check back in next time on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Joe.